The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. on the Central Coast on this Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Welcome. If you're just joining us, I'm Dave Congleton. A quick reminder that straight up at 6 o'clock, we carry President Biden's State of the Union address live in its entirety. We'll also give you the Republican response and the complete ABC analysis to this. Uh, This hour, always good to be in conversation with Sandra Gordon-Nielsen. And there's one topic and one topic only we need to discuss we need to talk about the balloon. We finally shot this down Saturday, but we're still talking about it. So is this just a bunch of hot air or there? I don't know. I'm not even going to get into all that. Uh, we got Sandra Gordon-Nielsen on the broadcast. Sandra, good afternoon. Hi, how you doing? We're good, dear. How are you? Good. Very good. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. I always always have fun. Yeah. So I'll, always wonder what the calls are going to bring. Who who are we going to talk to tonight? One never knows. So let's just start with the general question. Are you surprised by the reaction this story, this incident has generated? Yeah, I have to say that um, this it just <laughs> this is a story that just keeps ballooning. Bottom. I mean. <laughs> just keeps changing and morphing and getting bigger and bigger rather than you kind of thought this was a small thing and it was going to go away but it, it's not at all and it's it's captured everyone's attention uh, including uh, in China it's all over Chinese social media even though the Chinese government's trying to shut it down and it just pops up somewhere else and um, it's all over TikTok, it's all over Twitter um, with all kinds of mimes where they go, what they actually call memes, sorry, where they, uh, I mean, I've even seen postings from that old British show called The Prisoner. Do you yes. remember that yep, one yep, where yep. a guy was a captive in this idyllic village and there was this big white bub, uh, balloon that kept everyone from leaving? Um, the Chinese have been posting pictures of the balloon with chopsticks. It's really a rice ball, which is common to eat at this time of year. Or it's a lantern that we sent up, you know, for the, the Festival of Lanterns, which was last weekend. So there's really a very serious side to this story, and there's an hysterical side to this story, and there is a, um, a funny side to the story that everyone seems to be able to make jokes and to um to to bring some kind of lightness to it yeah so but it's very interesting very it's very it's very very broad in its scope but let's underscore we talk about balloon this thing was two thousand pounds and 200 feet tall carrying equipment the size of a football field according to the report that i read i mean this was a fairly wow. big object not okay it was a big object no football field well i don't know how big is a football field it 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 was carrying a payload um that was uh, probably the size of a regional jet 
Now, is that the size of a football uh, field? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. But that's a, pretty much the mass that it had, and the balloon itself, two hundred feet uh, tall. Uh, well, you know, I guess that would be circumference. I mean, now uh, what you know, diameter. Um, yeah. So this was a very, very big object. It was an object that could be seen uh, from from down on the ground without any kind of particularly special equipment. Uh, and so it, it was a bit stunning to, to realize that the Chinese would send something that big uh, and with the intention that it would traverse the United States. They obviously had to know that it, it was going to be spotted. Um, so that's, sort of the big mystery here is why would they do that? The, the, the earlier incursions of which we now know uh, for sure, the ones that we know, uh, we've had sightings uh, earlier over uh, Texas, Florida, Hawaii, Guam, Norfolk, Virginia, and Coronado, California, there have been sightings. But these are much smaller balloons, and they, these are all were coastal. They would yeah. sort of come in and then go out again. Right. And this was brazen. I mean, this, this came in uh, across Alaska, and it caught the jet stream just in the, above the Canadian border, and, of course, came down, as everyone knows, and swept across Missouri and yeah. went... Uh, and, and was uh, taken out just off the coast of uh, uh, was it South Carolina? Right. Now the yeah, Chinese, Myrtle Beach. the Chinese are claiming that this was, it was a weather balloon that blew off course. We suspect it was a spy balloon. So, what's the narrative that you're buying into, Sandra? Well, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not thinking I'm buying into uh, any kind of of weathered uh, balloon that went off course. Um, but of course, uh, we have the balloon, and so uh, after there will be analysis of the equipment that is on that balloon, uh, they will definitely be able to tell whether it was transmitting um, weather information or not. But supposedly, in order to protect ourselves, as this balloon you know, carried across the United States, uh, the military took steps um, to protect us and they took they electronically um, block the equipment so they could would not be able to uh, transmit any messages to China, and this is supposedly what the military did. And then, of course, security was increased at our military bases uh, to shield us further from that. So, uh, you know, I mean, time will tell. I, I personally, the you know, the weather if it's a weather satellite. The Chinese are awfully angry about us shooting it down, mm. and, and they definitely want that technology back. Right. And so I, I tend to think no. And a lot has come to light, really, in the last few hours um, that is a little disturbing in the sense that uh, they, our government is now giving, has been briefing other governments about the China's 
program that they have of a fleet of balloons, which are um, coming out of an island just off the shore of China, and that these uh, surveillance operations have been going on over five continents. So it turns out that you know, we do know quite a bit about this, hmm. even though we haven't been told. But right. suddenly now we're being told. But as you're aware, President Biden has been taking heat from conservatives, that he didn't react uh, quickly enough, that he should have shot it down over land. And he's being criticized because he waited until it was underwater. I'd like to hear your opinion on that, please. Well, I think the decision was made when, whenever they, they know they first cited it. Back, uh, I think January 28th, it was going, was heading over the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. And for some reason, the decision was made to, to see what it, let's see where it goes. And then when it actually came, uh, across the border through the jet stream there in Montana, um, then President Biden was, was told and he said we need to shoot it down and he was advised that it would be best not to shoot it down over land for two reasons one is danger to the population uh, falling fragments and the other one was that it's difficult to recuperate debris from land because the impact when it hits is so great that that things are destroyed and so it would be better to shoot it down over the water because then you have a big chance, a larger chance of recuperating the most material. Also, they had the opportunity to study it during this journey that it took across the state. I mean, it wasn't just flying up there on its own. I mean, we had jet you know, we had jets that were flying around it and taking pictures and picking up information. And so a, quite a bit, according to at least the Pentagon, they were able to gather quite a bit of information in this time period about its capabilities um, during this time that it was flying across the United States. Mm. And that they will definitely get more out of it. And, you know, to me, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that that back in the day when our astronauts came back to Earth, they always landed in the water. So I assume there are advantages to being in the water over being uh, over land. But it sounds like from what you're saying about the report earlier today that we can expect more such balloons in the future. Well, I would say that after this particular incident, it would be extremely uh, provocative of China to, to fly any more balloons over the United States. But, you know, I mean, I of course, I don't know what's in their mind. I think there's a big question uh, uh, for the China observers to take this, like, to the next level rather than just talk about the balloon, but talk about the impact that this is really having on our relations with China is that, um, you know, Xi Jinping was really quite anxious for this meeting uh, with Blinken, and he expressed great interest when he met with Biden earlier at the summit that the China and the United States come to more of a uh, an agreement about certain military and certainly about climate, that we start talking about those issues again. And this was a very important for Xi. Uh, he ha- is coming out of a disastrous COVID situation where the Chinese economy just tanked. 
and he had riots and demonstrations, and he he's asserting himself as this strong man in China who has control over everything. And now this balloon goes floating over America right before this summit with with Blinken. And so there's a, a lot of China watchers who think that she actually did not know that that balloon was going to go over. And does that mean that how much control does he have actually over his own government and mm-hmm. over his military? All right. A lot so to talk about. Concerns. A lot to talk about with Sandra Gore Nielsen as we talk about the Chinese balloon and the larger implications for U.S.-China relations. Uh, we'll pick up that conversation. Your call still to come. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. Well, I'll start welcoming your phone calls and text messages for Sandra Gore Nielsen after news at the bottom of the hour. As Sandra gives us her take on the infamous Chinese balloon that floated over much of the United States before being shot down on Saturday and what this means for U.S.-China relations. And Sandra, as we're back with you, you were indicating that this story took a turn of events just today. Yeah, what well... I, I think I said before, I was saying before we went to break about uh, it's it's my belief and most China watchers believe that she is has been very interested in having more of a rapprochement with uh, America. And uh, now with this shooting down of the balloon, he's kind of been backed a little bit into a corner where he has to be seen to be strong. And so uh, there was an attempt uh, to have a phone call between our Secretary of Defense, Austin, and the Chinese Defense Minister, and that phone call was refused. And that, that happened today. And so that's a very troubling uh, be, uh, you know, event because uh, we, you know, obviously it's desirable to keep open lines of communication. And if the Chinese are saying, you know, we don't want to communicate with you. And this is on top of um, the, the fact that China has apologized uh, to the South American countries who were impacted by that balloon. I mean, I think most people know that there was also a balloon transiting across uh, Colombia, Venezuela, the northern part of, of uh, South America. And China has, has apologized to them uh, th- that this balloon came over their territory, but w- won't even speak to the United States. So it, that's not particularly good um, turn of events. It's one that I, you know, I hate to see happen, and I hope it's just some short-term posturing uh, on their part. And Blinken canceled his trip. The Secretary of State canceled his trip to China, but well, I would expect that be rescheduled. Yeah, he supposedly delayed it. Yeah. You know. Right. And. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask, do we have any idea why the previous balloons were not detected, or was it they were detected but not announced? Well, this is a very good question, and one which I've been digging into today to try to make some sense out of. And it would appear that um, that the, the balloons were detected. 
there were sightings. But there was, there seems to be some disagreement about what happens with that information when they were cited. And the story seems to be that they were reported as UFOs, which is kind of an antiquated term because we now have something that we call an unidentified anomalous phenomena. They're now called UAPs. And they are meant to cover anything that might be a threat to our national security that we cannot identify. And whether, and they've gotten away from this UFO thing because that sort of implies it comes from outer space. And so they have this new one called UAP, and it was classified as a UAP. And this is a story we're being told, okay? I'm not saying I'm completely buying it, but this is a story we're being told. And that um, soon after um, Biden came into office, uh, he instructed that we intensify our effort to better collect data on these um, UAPs. And so we even have... have a commission now in the Pentagon, a whole, it's called the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, and they have special criteria now to analyze and how they analyze, and I'm not really sure, this is like something that's not really being disclosed to us, but it's a certain kind of detection of measurement and signature intelligence, it's called, MASINCT. And this includes info about the radar, electromagnetic signals, uh, such as balloons might actually put off. And so they have determined in retrospect that these particular balloons were from China. All right. Uh, I got about a minute before the news break on the Stahlberg Tatum text line. The Chinese spy balloon incident should be a wake up call that Congress needs to stop their infighting and realize that the winds of war are blowing. Sandra? Well, I, I think it's, I think that it's, it's absolutely true that if our nation is under threat, uh, we need to be united. And that normally happens. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, the enemy without will unite us as a country, but, uh, it would seem that the, uh, opposition party, um, uh, is, is using this, you know, the balloons uh, as a means to attack, uh, rather than take an analysis of what, what have we done? This, how can we be better? How do we deal with this new threat? Um, which is not particularly, I'm not so afraid of these balloons. I don't think anyone's afraid of the balloons or, you know, not really, but it is a, a, a wake up call that, um, our own military did not pick up on this threat. In fact, he admitted that we had a domain awareness gap. Who admitted that? Called it. Who admitted that? This is uh, General uh, Van Herk, Van Herk okay. who is head of NARAD. All right, he stay with us. On Saturday, we did not detect those threats, right. and that's a domain 
awareness gap. All right. We have no gap in our news coverage. Here comes California Headline News, ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. Back with Sandra and your calls and text messages. Stay with us, please. And we're back with China Watcher Sandra Gore Nielsen as we wait President Biden's State of the Union address. That starts straight up at 6 o'clock. I'm certain that he will address China at some point. If you want in on this conversation, we welcome your phone calls and text messages. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We're talking a little bit about the balloon from China that we shot down on Saturday and looking at the larger picture of U.S.-China relations 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Sandra, as we're back with you, talk about the general, the U.S. general, who predicted that we will be at war with China by 2025. Yeah, that is the guy who's head of the um, U.S. Air Mobility Command. His name is uh, Mike Minahan. And he wrote a memo, which was leaked, uh, which, of course, meant that it was meant to be leaked because it was an unclassified memo in which he says he has a gut feeling, which is sort of an odd thing for someone to say, I think, but he had a gut feeling that we would be uh, at war with China uh, by 2025. And that is related to um, the fact that his assessment is that China will reach full invasion capability at that time and will invade Taiwan, and that we will go to war uh, to protect Taiwan, which actually goes against our U.S. policy. Our policy is we're, we're a legally bound supporter of Taiwan's defense capability, but we still have this doctrine of what they call strategic ambiguity. We don't really confirm whether or not we would come to Taiwan's aid in the event of hostility. But his memo pretty much says that we would. And so that 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 was something that really shocked uh both the diplomatic and also the other military, that he would be so forthright. And also it's called inflammatory. And I don't think that has, is helping our relations with China all at right. all at this time. 805-543-8830, 800-549-5832. Alan's with us on KVEC. Hi, Alan. Yeah, hi, Dave. Hey, Sandra. Hi. Hi, Alan. Hi. The argument about being a weather balloon, I I really can't believe the Chinese expected us to buy that based on the size. When you have that much of an equipment package, you don't need that for just weather measurements. You need it if you're doing reconnaissance. You're talking about a 2,000-pound package and a heck of a lot of equipment. He's got a point. Absolutely. And I'd just like to add as well that um, they have now uh, come out and given a briefing to 40 different embassies uh, based on Pentagon information that the PRC, China, has developed an enormous fleet of these surveillance balloons. And so uh, they've, you know, they've been over five continents. So this is not uh, something that 
um, you know, we're just being wild guests on this. Yeah. This is something that China is doing and is doing all over the world. What else, Alan? Yeah, when did China, Chinese admit it was their balloon? It seemed like it was several days after we spotted it. I think, well, I don't know. My understanding was they admitted right away that, I mean, very, very quickly that it was their balloon, but that it was a civilian balloon and that it had blown off course and that they had no way of, of you know, bringing it back. And that was their, that is the argument that they held with in the... Well, they I could have brought it down quite, over the water. Right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan, what were you saying? They have. They could easily have rigged it to come down over water if they had wanted to. Civilian or not, the technology is there. You just rig the balloon to let go helium a little at a time and bring it down gently. Hmm. I don't know. Alan, thanks for checking in. 805-543-8830. On the Stahlberg-Tatum text line, Susan checks in. Hi, Susan. If balloon was spying, what would China find out they didn't already know from other tech surveillance? Any thoughts on that, Sandra? Well, this is also a good question. Why a balloon and not a not a not a spy satellite? I mean, the, the things that they we think that they want to know about are pilot training and about how we coordinate our military weaponry to amplify our um, our combat efforts. And the advantage of a balloon uh, is that it can it goes slower. And it has better resolution with its pictures, and it can actually hover, uh, where a spy satellite, of course, is moving very fast. Mm. And so those are the advantages of the balloon, but why they would have such a big balloon and why it would be so blatant is really the big question here. What is really going on that they would do this? All right, uh, let's take another call here. 805-543-8830. Here is Bob on KVEC. Hi, Bob. You know, I think I just tuned in a minute ago, and I think your previous caller might have asked the same question, and I've heard it asked all over the place. Why hit the thing with an air-to-air missile that's going to obliterate all the equipment as opposed to some, you know, as many rounds of uh, cannon fire, you know, whatever they carry, 30-millimeter cannons, whatever, what have you, uh, just puncture the balloon and bring it down slowly. Uh, yeah, actually, um, Bob, there is a very interesting, um, there was an attempt to bring down a balloon by the Americans and the Canadians, and they didn't succeed. Uh, not Not a Chinese balloon, but like a balloon of ours that was errant. And so apparently bringing down these balloons is not that easy. Uh, and I'm they use the Sidewinder missile target. today. Hang, hang on, Bob. She's trying to yeah. explain. Okay. Go, go, go yeah, ahead, Sandra. They use the Sidewinder missile today. And what the part that they blow, that they hit, is the actual balloon itself, which is enormous. And they do not hit the payload. And so uh, the theory is, is that they pop the balloon, and then the balloon, of course, does not sink slowly, but it goes down rapidly, yeah. but over water, and they're hoping to recuperate the payload. Bob? Which would not have been blown up. Yeah, Bob? Yeah. I don't know why they failed with the other balloons. Maybe they were small weather balloons, but it seems to me you take a pass and you unload a, you know, a volley of, uh, you know, anti-aircraft or, you know, fire. And if it's not coming down fast enough, take another pass and shoot it up a little bit more. 
Well, it sounds like we've learned a lesson for the next time, Sandra. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just telling you that is what um, what uh, has happened easily, and apparently bringing down the balloons is not that easy. But like you say, this was an exceptionally large one. Right. The other ones might be very small. Bob, thanks for calling in. Here is Bob number two on KVEC. Hey, Bob. Hi, Dave. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. I think the intelligence that China might have gathered from this is our response what the military mm-hmm. action was and how they took their time and observed and jammed the uh, uh, information capturing uh, devices that could be on board, uh, both through radio and microwave probably, and uh, also uh, the weaponry we chose to shoot it down with. Those were all lessons that China probably learned, but I think our intelligence services are going to have a field day once they start going through the machinery on this thing. And uh, if we ever find out mostly what was there, I don't see how China can stick to their weather balloon story at all. Sandra? Yeah, I, well, no, I think that, that once we, we come forward with what the material is, uh, yeah, the weather balloon is going to go out the window. It will. And, uh, you know, I don't know what China will do at that time. I mean, they can just choose to ignore it. I mean, mean, they're not the most forthcoming of nations. Bob? Yeah, I'm just curious uh, if this is going to uh, spur more activity like this from them or uh, Russia or anybody else, or if they're going to stick with the satellites and... I don't understand why they would think that uh, this thing at uh, however many thousands of feet it was up in the air, way out of range of anything other than an aircraft or a ballistic missile, uh, I don't really understand why they thought they would get better intel using this. That's the key question, Sandra, isn't it? It is a key question. In fact, when my husband said to me, why don't they just, like, put a lot of like surveillance equipment in the back of a van and drive around <laughs> you know, it could be much easier yeah. but um I, I really can't i really can't say but i i do know that our pentagon has its own high altitude balloon, uh, balloon program and they have a budget of 27 million dollars this year and they are developing balloons that actually have capability of carrying offensive weapons yeah Interesting. Just wondering if, just wondering if the uh, fighter pilot's going to have a, a balloon logo painted on the side of his jet now for a kill. Boom! There you go. Thank oh, you, Bob. Well, did you know that that he had this was so? Uh, this, uh, you know, the balloons have been around. You know, since you know the eighteen hundreds. They're very popular in World War One. So his call sign on this F twenty six was Frank O one. And this was a very famous pilot in World War One who was known for shooting down dozens of spy balloons. There we go. All right, Bob, thank you. Scott is up in Cambria. Hi, Scott. Hi, Dave. Hi, Hi Scott. Sandra. Hi. Uh, Hi, Scott. My question would be Hi. Why why didn't they take it down when it was going over Alaska? They waited until it went all the way across the United States. It's already gathered the information and sent it back. Could we have taken it's it right down in- over Alaska, Sandra? 
Well, there are many people who say that, and I don't know the reason that the, the, the Pentagon decided not to. They definitely detected it coming over the Aleutian Islands. I suspect um, that it was to see what it would do. I would not be surprised if they weren't using the opportunity to study it. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we never heard of this balloon, if civilians hadn't spotted it, and it sort of broke the news. Scott? Uh, I suspect that Biden told them not to shoot it down, but that's my theory. And why would Biden tell them not to shoot it down? Because he's in bed with China. Oh, stop it. Oh, okay. Well, we won't even go there, but he, he was told on Wednesday, and he did say shoot it down, and the military said we would rather not shoot it, it down also, over land. He was also told by the military when it went over Alaska. Yeah, the, but the, and the military, Sandra explained about 10 minutes ago, the military advised him not to shoot it down over land. Well, I think there was ways they could bring it down. Like they said, they could bring it down slowly, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, Scott. I, 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 don't, I don't know if we have that technology or not. All right, Scott, thanks for checking in. Sandra Nielsen on this uh, broadcast, talk about the balloon, talk about China. Top of the hour, we're going to hear from President Biden. I'm certain this topic will come up. We'll come back for a final segment on AM 920, FM 96.5, News Talk 920 KVEC. Top of the hour, it is uh, President Biden delivering the State of the Union address. We'll also give you the Republican response and complete analysis from ABC News. Between now and then, if you want in on this conversation, we need to hear from you now, please, as we continue with Sandra Gore-Nielsen. We're talking about the uh, Chinese balloon that has captivated our attention for more than a week. We shot it down on uh, Saturday. And the larger issue of what this means for U.S.-China relations. A lot of text messages coming in, Sandra, on the Stolberg-Tatum text line. Uh, Text number one. Uh, the Pentagon didn't believe the balloon was a threat when it was first spotted over Alaska. They admitted that it was a mistake. Are you aware of that? Um, I'm not aware of that, and it sounds completely plausible. All right. Uh, text number two. This balloon could have contained a dirty bomb. This must have been a concern. This uh, could have been a test to see what our reactions were in terms of taking the balloon out. Well, certainly one of the problems with taking the balloon out, as as if you want, are referring to like blowing it up uh, over any kind of land or people, uh, would be if it did contain something that was a dangerous element, uh, then you're going to spread that all, all over all over the people who are down below. So I think that definitely uh, now whether or not they are able to detect i mean they flew planes very close to this this balloon and i'm sure that those planes had radiation detection devices to see if there was anything nuclear uh, on board i mean i mean i have to think that the pentagon is a few steps ahead of us and that um they are not telling us everything because if they tell us they're telling china Back on the Stolberg-Tatum text line, they did pierce the balloon. The missile's warhead did not explode, and the flames you see are just the rocket motor. Wow. Well, that's I, I didn't know that. Thank you for the import, input, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust that that's true. 
Uh, also on the text line, Chinese balloons may be a security problem, but isn't the real danger money corruption? Um, uh, uh, this person is talking about the Mueller report. Let's let's uh, take a call. We've got Mike in Los Osos. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, I, I had to laugh uh, when I heard about uh, the, you know, the so-called we will be at war with China in uh, 2025. Um, I know it's news to a lot of people, but uh, China, China owns this country as it is. And if you uh, look, whether you look at uh, Silicon Valley, whether you look at our government, professional sports even, or academia, they're all beholden to China. Um, I think that people should start asking themselves why our universities were taking billions from China. I think that we need to ask ourselves why uh, even Hollywood stars have to uh, retract any um, criticism of, of China. Well, that's easy. Um, that part's or, easy because they want to sh- their movies shown in China. Oh, of course. Yeah. But that's the same thing with big tech and everything else. So we are not going to go to war with China because the powers that be that own our government and own our politicians are, are beholden to China. So, Sandra, yeah. Hang on a second, Mike. Sandra, what do you say? Well, I, I think that this has been the hope um, all along is that our economies would become so entwined that war would be ludicrous proposition for anyone to think of. But unfortunately, I think in China, there is a a, a militant group, a right-wing group, nationalistic group, <laughs> just like we have in this country, that uh, they have their here, hold on. Uh, Mike, can, Mike, can you avoid the habit of laughing anytime you call in and you don't like what a guest is saying? Can you, can you just show them some respect, please? Sure. Um, but you know, you have a situation where you have elements in a country that are, are territorial. They want they want Taiwan, and the question is whether or not their taking over Taiwan would cause us to go to war with Mike. them. That's really, really what the question is. Mike, um, so I, I I laugh because I the CCP. I mean, from from my perspective, um, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, I don't think they're right wing. They're definitely nationalist, um, you know. But there's there's only one party in China, and anybody who steps out of line gets crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just I'm sorry that you know I couldn't help it. That that just came naturally. Um, I so. know, but but it's a habit you have, Mike. We always appreciate your call, but you just have this bad, poor habit of laughing whenever a guest tries to defend a position. I appreciate the call. Let me squeeze in Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, hi, Dave. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Um, I, I think within the next 10 years um, or less, I think after seeing what Putin did in Ukraine and after seeing what the Chinese did in Hong Kong, I think uh, absolutely at some point the Chinese are going to take over Taiwan, and I don't think we are going to get into a physical shooting war with them over it. It'll They'll, they'll take it over, and it'll the ramifications will spread from that point onward, and then we'll... Uh, have a new world order in in the Pacific, but I don't think we're going to be in a shooting fighting war with them. I got about a minute for you to respond, Sandra. Well, I, you know, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, and and I I don't want to go to war. I don't want to go to war with anybody. Um, 
you know, particularly a war uh, with a country like China, who seems to have infinite amount of soldiers and lots and lots of technology. So, I mean, I, I hope that Gary's prediction of them taking over Taiwan is wrong and his prediction that we will not be at war is right. Gary? That, gr- thanks for being on, Sandra. I really appreciate it. All right, Gary, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're expecting President Biden, we got the State of the Union address beginning in about a minute. You expect uh, Biden to address China tonight? Well, yeah, I, I, it seems to me it would be hard for him not to. I hope he waits till the end so that we don't bring down the house with a lot of white balloons popping or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't know what he's going to do about it. I think he has to address it in some way, of course. Are you expecting... Uh, Where he places it in the speech is, of course, he's he's a pretty wise man. He's been around a long time. He's been in politics a long time. So I think he probably knows more than I do about how to broach the subject. Uh, Sandra Gore-Nielsen, we always appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today. I get about 45 seconds for a final thought. Oh, final thought. I just want everyone to realize that in two of the incidents of surveillance uh, that they are by foreign powers, by China, that we have observed, there have been uh, advanced ta- technology that we do not understand. And so I think that one of the benefits of watching this balloon, observing it, and now recapturing the parts might help us to uh, have a have a look at what advanced technology China actually has that we don't. All right, Sandra, thank you for the conversation. Here's what we're going to do. We're now going to take you out to Washington, D.C. and turn you over to our partners at ABC News. We will hear President Biden's State of the Union address. We'll hear the Republican response. And we will hear mm, a lot of uh, coverage from ABC News. And then we'll see tomorrow at 3.05. I'm Dave Congleton. Oliver, get out of my chair. I'm coming home. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.